Hi there, I'm Lisa Kapala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington? So I guess if you've been around town lately and it's been snowing and maybe the town hall's plowed and maybe the sidewalks are good and you think that's great. Well, who do you have to thank for that? George Hooper and his crew is who you have to thank for that. So we're talking with George Hooper today, who gave us time out of his busy life, which we're going to talk about. He is the superintendent for the Department of Public Buildings. I'm sure you all know him, but you don't really know him unless you need him. That's probably true, right? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's try to um, talk about what the Department of Public Buildings is and what it's not. Okay. You've been there forever. <laughs> How long have you been with the department? Uh, almost, uh, almost 22 yeah, years. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, it goes, went by quickly, you know. But uh, thank you for having me. Sure, and, of course. Uh, yeah, the uh, Department of Public Buildings, we are located in the old fire station. Right. For the people that are familiar, uh, right next to the post office. Sure. Uh, we've been there for since about 2003. We relocated from the old Whitfield School over to there. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great job, you know, and a, a great town, a great yes, community. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, you've been there 20 years. We could talk probably two hours if you had the time about how your job has changed. We're going to get to how COVID has changed the way we do things in the town. Mm -hmm. But I do want to talk a little bit about what your job is and what your job isn't. I'm sure some of your time during the day is spent answering the phone saying, no, that really needs to go to this department. So when we Correct. think public works or public buildings, what really should we be thinking goes in that category? Well, we, we do get a lot of phone calls and we do defer them to other departments. Uh, people will call up and ask for uh, the public buildings when they're looking for the building inspector's office. Right, right. So uh, we, we get a lot of those phone calls. And then we also will get things for tree removals, potholes, and so we do transfer them over to the appropriate department. Okay. So if you were trying to encapsulate it, which I know is rough, mm -hmm. into like a sentence or two, what really does your job entail? What does that department really do? Well, we take care of the, the town's biggest assets. We have uh, just about a million square feet of building space that we take care of. Wow. Yeah, and that, uh, that's approximately 28 buildings. That everything from the, the school buildings uh, all the way to the public safety building, the town library, the town hall, all the way down to the bathhouse that's over at, wow. at Silver Lake. So Wow. So we were talking a little bit before we got on the air about how people kind of don't know they need you until they really need you. You probably don't get accolades as much as you get little tiny complaints. Yeah. Hey, this wasn't quite done right. So what, you know, when we're thinking about snow removal or we're thinking about potholes or we're thinking about, you know, handicap signs, how much of that is you and how much of that is clearing house out to other departments? Uh, well, we take care of the, basically the entryways to the buildings, okay. the stairways, the sidewalks in the front of it, and the DPW will take care of 
plowing the the driveways and the, the rest of the facility. Okay. Through it. So basically it's from the steps in that All we right. take care of. So although I know you do an amazing job, and we've known each other I for think. years, kind of behind the scenes, it takes a crew and a village to Absolutely. do what you do. So what's a typical morning like for you, George Hooper, when you get up? Do you get calls, emergency calls, and have oh, to kind of remove, absolutely, absolutely. kind of switch up the crew? And who works under you, and how many are there? That, that, that's a lot, right yeah. there. So we won't name them all, and if we miss you, sorry. Yeah. But um, you know, how big is your department? We have forty-eight people in my department. Uh, it's a maintenance staff, custodial staff. We also have uh, some. Uh, I have an assistant superintendent, a building systems manager. I have a, an administrator, and myself. That's in the office. And then the, the rest of the department breaks out into a maintenance shop and a custodial staff. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a lot of management. Yeah. Th there's a lot that goes on. And, right. uh, you know, you try to plan for your day-to-day -day routine the way that sure. things go, of course, with meetings, especially with Zoom meetings now yes. and everything else going on. Um, but a typical, typical morning for me is I'll, I'll get up and I'll... I'll I'll have my day all planned out, and I try to think about what we're going to do. And then you have a coffee and you laugh, cause, yeah. right? Yeah. Then things uh, come up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, I try to be in the office around six thirty in the morning. And uh, sometimes my phone rings before that. I could be wow. just coming down uh, to breakfast in the morning, have, like I said, my cup of coffee, and my phone will ring. Right. And uh, typically, that's not a good sign if I'm getting a phone call around five thirty, six o'clock. But it's usually one of my staff that has discovered something or uh, just... Uh, or something's to, come up. Right. Yeah. Trying to get ahead of it. And, right. Uh, so let's kind of try to talk about how the job has changed. We have as long as we need. In the 22 years you've been there. Technology has got to be a huge Oh, absolutely. When I first guys. When I first started in the department, they, they used to have some handheld radios that they would communicate sure. back and forth. The things were terrible. Uh, they were the size of a brick, and uh, the uh, channel the, two, channel and, five, and they right? Didn't, they didn't work as well. And uh, trying to find people and get work done. Uh, right. Uh, the next step was we uh, went to Nextels, which were direct connect radios, and right. then uh, then we started using the cell phones. Of course, right. Right. we used to use a handwritten work order system, and now we have a web based uh, work order system at School Dude, which helps us be very efficient yeah. and, and we can respond quickly to a lot of our Which is great. A lot calls. of learning curve for you though. Oh, when absolutely. You, when you really think about it on paper, and I know you don't because you're just doing your job like all of us, right. when you really think about where you came from. Oh, absolutely. You know, 22 years ago, you're this young sprout on the job and yeah. here you are now you're using all this technology to get things done, predicting weather because that affects you. Absolutely. Um, you know, and the ups and downs of the New England climate. But then we throw in everybody's favorite, the pandemic. Correct. Yeah. So let's talk about, so we've said that your department handles kind of the, the ongoing of the buildings and the safety to some degree of the building. Mm -hmm. And if it's not your job, you'll farm it out to whoever needs it. Correct. When the pandemic happened, how did that, did that affect what your part of the town does? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was a lot to it. I, I remember the night when the superintendent had called me, uh, and this was all coming down. Uh, and there were a couple so of that school. would have been March of last year, maybe. Yeah, March eleventh. I got the phone yeah. call, and uh, that's when we were talking about if we were going to shut one school down, two. So what was going to happen? And of course, that's a, the school department's call. Right. Uh, meanwhile, in my head, I'm trying to think about what we're going to need. 
how we're going to proceed and move forward. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, first of all, there's the safety of our, our community at large. Absolutely. Then there's the employees who Absolutely. are essential workers, in my opinion, right. who need to do their jobs. But if there's no kids in the school and then there's deep cleaning. And so when, when you get a call that one of our town buildings might be susceptible, what happens? Well, fortunately, I have a great staff. You know, they, they've all been trained in the use of their equipment and the supplies that they have. So at that point, we made them fully aware of what was happening, you know, and that's right. when the PPE starts to come out. We have to be careful moving forward. We have in our inventory, we use a disinfectant to clean and sanitize. So that wasn't anything new for our guys, but the uh, heightened sense of awareness of what we're going to do. And again, in the protection of what was going on. So that's interesting. So, so the public didn't know you guys were already halfway there doing right, all this. Right. But the public perception of, of fear, which we all were scared, and some of us still are now, you know, right. um, the public perception was, oh, we need more. You guys were already doing we, we do, what we, we need. We were doing a large percentage of that. Uh, but then uh, as this kind of progressed, we knew that uh, additional training and equipment was going to be in, needed in place. Okay. Um, of course, uh, we, we, we've had face masks, you know, the, uh, for PPE, but no one really used them at the time. They would just sit on our shelves. Right. So we... Or that was probably more when you were using toxic chemicals. You weren't thinking of it yeah, from a, and dust a virus. And, right, and cleaning out, right. you know, univentilators and uh, making sure right. our airflow systems are clean. So, yeah, right. not so much for this. So that, that all had to be brought in, and uh, immediately we started looking at uh, applications for uh, sprayers, what was going to be needed. Right. We, were, we got the electromagnetic sprayers that you, you'll see out there, and uh, we have them in the backpack form. We have some handheld units, but, uh, and then my staff was trained on how to use them by the supplies we w mm -hmm. went out, and that, that was really key. So when buildings were shut down first as a precaution, um, everybody kind of, we, we got a chance to meet and discuss what was going to happen and develop a plan. And my staff at that time was going in and we were assisting the public safety building, our first responders, they would go in and clean and disinfect on scheduled times when, when we can get into some of the other buildings. So uh, yeah, they were right on the front line as far as, as right away helping into, uh, so you probably had a little more information going in than some of us had out here in the real world. You probably knew a little more about what was going to be well, done, how you key. were going to do yeah. it, and then you just stuck stuck with the plan. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And communication. I mean, once you, you learn what's happening out there, and as, as you know and everybody else knows, it, it was ever-changing. Still know? is. Yeah, it really is. So uh, we just try to keep to our basics to make sure that we're doing what we need to do. And uh, that's, that's how we've proceeded through all this. And, and really, we've uh, developed different things along the way. Uh, when they needed the shields, you've seen in some of the facilities you've been in, right. my, my staff developed and, and we built these in-house in, in our shop. So it was nothing that we needed to run out and purchase. We were already making these. So you'll see them in some of our facilities. Those are all made in-house. So it sounds like you all were prepared, even though you didn't know you were prepared quite yet. Right. Yeah, we were, were kind of, uh, we were ahead of the curve on a lot of it. And uh, communication, you know, from the top down, 
you know, you get it from the town manager and the superintendent of buildings and uh, Shelly Newhouse from the Board of Health. Of course. It, it's all communication that really helps us out. And we put that to our staff too. So, okay. So what about town meeting? Town meeting was very interesting that we just Yeah, had. that was... Uh, and we're going to have an even more interesting one at the Shriners coming up. But right. how was that for you? WCTV did film the, the making of that, which is fascinating to watch if you get a chance to look at it, um, how all that went down. That must have been huge for you guys to have to reinvent the whole concept. And that's exactly what happened. It was reinvented. I mean, I, we, I had the norm because I've been through so many town meetings, knew our setup, knew our sound system, how we were going to do it year after year, and it, which has changed from our old right, high school. a few tweaks here and there, but yeah. nothing like this. No, no, nothing like this. All of a sudden, we're under a tent. We have, you know, you can move air, you can't move air. You know, it's, you can only have so many people, so. Sure, and the heat, because it's, you know, can get we hot was, under a tent. We were so fortunate. Or it could rain. The weather that we had, we were so fortunate because the next day, as you know, right. it really, we had torrential downpour. Yeah, downpoint. and you thought the 4th of July was tough. <laughs> No, <laughs> right? But right. this year it's going to be in the Shriners. It's so in the Shriners should, Auditorium. That should solve some of the right. logistic issues, but still stuff to worry about. Yeah, we're so fortunate to, to have the Shriners at our, for our use. Yes. They, uh, they are a great organization. That do, they step up every time. You lots know, of come space, to, too. Lots of space. So as you've seen with the election when they kind of go through, and now it'll be the same thing as the town meeting. Okay. We've already uh, determined the setup, how it's going to look, the sound system that'll be there, Yay. the way people will enter and exit the building. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, so that. So I think easier, but in a different way. You know, there's still stuff to be done, right. but at least it's self-contained. You don't have to worry about the weather piece, which right. around here can be Absolutely, tough. and it is air-conditioned. There's a lot, it's handicap accessible, so, right. you know, I mean. Right, and even medical facilities, if people are gonna need that, there's more of a opportunity for absolutely. that. Yeah. Absolutely, What do you think is the biggest thing that people think you guys do that you don't do? I mean, do you get calls, cat in a tree? Do you get calls? <laughs> no, I don't get those, know? but we do get a lot of calls, and, uh, and a lot of times I will speak to the residents. I, I never dismiss anybody. Okay. You know, I, uh, maybe it's because I grew up here in Wilmington and I know a lot of the people. And, and sometimes they'll call me just because they, they know me or right. they know that I would. I'll call George. He'll know. Right. I, I get a I've lot of that. I've done it before myself. Yeah, and I'll point, the, point them in the right direction. Okay. You know, so I mean. Uh, so it's kind of hard for people to know what your niche really is. But I guess anything that's a public building right. would be in your genre. Anything that you see in a public building that may be a concern or question, of course, you know, you could give, cool. give me a call. I, and in this position, I also wear many hats. Yes. Being the superintendent, I sit on many committees. Right. I chair quite a few. So uh, a lot of people will know that. Like you might not know, I sit on the Citizens Advisory Board for Reading Light, you know, so. Uh, that's one of... Well, that's of, important because that's a nice mix to what's going on with the substation right. and trying to put power lines through our community. So Absolutely. you're going to want to know that. Right. Well, kudos to your family and to you for accepting those huge responsibilities. And yeah. we thank you to your family for letting you do yeah. all this great work that you're doing. Is there anything final you'd like to tell the community or a shout out? Do, is there something you need from us? Well, um, you know, I, I want to, th I, it, as you know, these times are yes, uh, of course. You know, unprecedented. And, right. Uh, 
again, my, my staff does a great job, and uh, it's kudos to them. They really get out there, and they put a lot of effort into it. Uh, like you had said, it's you don't see it. It's behind the scenes. Right, because nobody things. complains until something's wrong. Right, right? exactly. You and don't I, know. It's true. I just drive up to a place, and I assume it's going to be pristine, and if it's not, I might get a little upset. But I'm not from Wilmington, right. so that's okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's when you don't, yeah, it's when you don't right. know and you see it that you... And we work well with the, the school heroes. department. I mean, the communications go through and uh, all the efforts that they're putting into this, the teachers. I mean, there, there's a lot that's going into this right now. Right. And it's still ever-changing until we can finally work through this. But uh, I, I do get a lot of support uh, from... The town manager's office, uh, the the selectmen in town. There's a lot of budget items that we put together and we discuss. There's a lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. items that really get done. That so I think what you're saying, which is great, is you're getting a lot of support and you're in the loop. So it's yeah. not like you're getting the information. Maybe other towns or smaller towns or different towns have that problem. You're not just hey, here's a memo. You're actually involved in the decision making process, Absolutely. which makes sense because you have to start from the bottom line to make everything work properly, I think. All right, one thing that's unique about Wilmington, you will find, and I hear it all the time, is my position typically would fall under the school department. Really? Right, and then there would be, say, two of me. There'd be one that does the town issues, then the one that does the school issues. Wow. Right, so this is now, I, I take care of all. So the good news and the bad news is you're doing it all. We we do it all. We do <laughs> wow. it all. And well, I, thank again, you so much for I everything you're doing. Having me here. And the things that we don't see that you're doing, which Very are good. tons and tons of things. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. My pleasure. To be here. And thank you for making the town safe for us. We do appreciate it. Great. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Where's Wellington. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we want to thank George Hooper and his staff for all the great things they're doing for our community. Uh, We do appreciate them and we appreciate you for watching. So the next time someone asks you, where's Wilmington? You tell them right here and right here on WCTV. See you next time.